0: Welcome to
1: Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall.
2: Who will be the next senator? Who could be the crucial 51st vote in Washington? Will it be John Fetterman or uh, TV star Dr. Mehmet Ah? It's me!
1: It's him. It's, it's, uh, it's John Fetterman. Can you believe it? We were right. We, we correctly foretold. Of his genius, winning winning the Senate seat as well.
0: Mm-hmm. That is, in fact, John Fetterman. I'm Kendall Hamilton. Next to me is Joe Calaisi, and we're joined by Hayden Price. Say hi to everybody.
1: Hi. So yeah, uh, we are we are back, and uh, as as I'm sure you all, uh, uh, very fine guests, know, uh, we were we were correct. Actually, I think it was more of a joke that uh, they was they would uh, still be counting the results of the election by the time we recorded. Uh, next week. Well, next week has indeed arrived. We are here. And, uh, well, we still do not know uh, a lot of the results coming out of these uh, districts, especially for um, the House of Representatives, that is still actually uh, up in the air as to who's going to control it. It's looking like the Republicans are going to take that by a very slim margin. But, you know, then again, uh, no one has uh, since called any of the races that uh, would decide that margin. So, uh, that's still very much up in the air. Uh, by and large, uh, I think that uh, plenty of people are saying that the Democrats are actually going to hold on to the Senate, albeit by a very slim margin. Um, but, you know, not, definitely not at all the, uh, the red wave that uh, many people
0: were expecting. Nope. As Joe said, we don't have all the results, but we'll be talking about the results that we do have today, as well as a little bit about this uh, crypto scandal that's happened in the past couple days. Joe has some information on that. So let's jump right into it. Joe, do you want to tell me about that? Oh, absolutely. So uh,
1: a massive scandal going on. FTX, formerly a massive cryptocurrency exchange firm, uh, at its height in 2021, the third largest by cryptocurrency volume, uh, has just filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Um, We have an audio clip of uh, Kenneth uh, Griffin, the CEO of uh, Citadel LLC, talking more about that.
2: Was the fundamental problem that it was a business built on cryptocurrency to begin with or that it was a business that wasn't adequately regulated or that it was a business that the venture capital and other investors who put money into FTX didn't didn't uh, adequately, you know, diligence? What's the fundamental problem? Well, I, I think the fundamental or is Or was it just fraud? I... I So, so first of all, that's a really big choice of words to use,
1: and I I can't go there at this point in time. What we do know is the balance sheet shows a giant black hole. And there's no doubt that customer assets were used to make investment decisions in favor of FTX's shareholders, which didn't work, at the expense of the customers. That's not permitted in American broker dealers. You can't just use your customer assets to go engage in proprietary trading. That's a that's a huge no-no. And Sam was the second biggest donor to Democratic candidates, right? Those are, those are really, really ugly facts when you see a fraud of this magnitude having played out, and you find no regulators were there
2: to prevent it.
1: So yeah, as Griffin uh, brought up, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried, the CEO that he referred to in that clip, uh, is currently under investigation by the CFTC and SEC uh, after allegedly moving ten billion dollars of client assets from uh, FTX to uh, his own trading firm, uh, Almada Research, uh, which this actually this action uh, caused the liquidity crisis and then the uh, inevitable chapter 11 bankruptcy that they filed a few days ago. Um, And uh, the reason this is actually uh, this has even brought up into more prominence is the fact that the very close relationship that FTX actually has with uh, Ukraine Um, throughout the ongoing war with Russia, Ukraine has received a uh, significant help from FTX, actually much of its uh, crypto based donations. Uh, being directly handled by the firm. It is now being speculated that uh, FTX may have played a role in laundering money sent from particularly the United States government in military aid. And actually many people are, point, uh, are tying this to individual donations made by the firm CEO and by the firm itself to uh, the Democratic Party and uh, primarily to Democratic candidates running in, uh, in this midterm season.
0: Mm -hmm. Now, this may be the pessimist in me, but I have to be honest, I'm a little bit surprised that he's the Sam Bankman-Fried is even under investigation currently, because so often it seems like things like this happen, and there's a big fuss about it, and then it just goes away. I mean, two years, what, two years ago now, there was the big Robin Hood issue with the GameStop, where they started just forcibly selling off their client's stock, or refusing to um, allow their clients to buy anymore. Um, And this was a big deal, and people made a big fuss about it, and then as far as I know, like nothing ever came of it. Um, so I guess it's cool to see that this is actually being taken somewhat seriously, um, even if not by the, the mainstream media, but at least uh, legally. Well, a large portion of that,
1: too, is like the political implications that this has as well. Just want to clarify, I think that the, uh, the the going sort of tracking of events with, with this whole scandal is that uh, military aid, which was heavily pushed uh, by these uh, primarily Democratic uh, politicians prior to the primaries, uh, were sent in uh, terms of tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine. Uh, Much of this funding not actually being used for uh, military spending, uh, not actually being used to fuel the ongoing uh, – they'll call it the defense effort – in Ukraine, but actually being invested in this firm, which is helping deal and handle the financial uh, aspect of the war um, as far as the uh, crypto front of that goes. In investing it in this firm, uh, it is being now speculated that uh, FTX took a lot of these excess funds uh, that were being reinvested uh, by Ukraine in basically dishing them out to Democratic recipients of massive donations uh, to the tune of tens of millions of dollars. From both FTX and uh, FTX's CEO, which uh, actually uh, is on record as being uh, the second uh, largest donor to uh, the Democratic Party and Democratic uh, candidates, next uh, second only to George Soros. So (laughs) uh, I think that there's definitely something there. Um, Absolutely, this is still in its infancy as far as uh, scandals go. Uh, believe it or not. So definitely uh, more on this uh, as it continues to develop. But just, you know, a lot of strange stuff happening around uh, FTX and
0: around uh, the cryptocurrency world uh, as a whole. You know, I'd really like to have a word with this Bankman Fried guy. uh, I would say that there's a massive black hole that has appeared in my balance sheets. Um, And I kind of think he might have had something to do with it. It definitely has nothing to do with my poor spending habits or love for Taco Bell. It, I, I think he had something to do with it. No,
1: absolutely. You're going to find uh, all, of, all of your all of your money in the, the hands of John Fetterman. Uh, <laughs> it was funnel, It was bankrolled. It was lobbied uh, to the Fetterman campaign, so he can actually go pay for Taco Bell. <laughs> he can actually go get it.
0: <laughs> well, you're listening to the Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Kendall and Joe. Um, Joe and
1: Kendall in some circles.
0: Last week, you may recall me and Joe referencing that there would be two possibilities for you to wake up on Wednesday morning of uh, what kind of what kind of world you'd live in, what kind of results they would be. Um, they were certainly not that great. Here, we have a clip from Josh Hawley talking about the election results.
2: Well, I think that this election was the funeral for the Republican Party as we know it. The Republican Party, is, as we have known it, is dead, and voters have made that clear. And in particular... The folks who did not vote for Republicans in this last election were independent voters, working class, independent voters, folks who voted for President Obama uh, once upon a time, folks who then voted for President Trump but stayed home this time. We are not a majority party unless we can appeal to those voters.
1: So yeah, uh, as uh, uh, Holly is saying, in all intents and purposes, uh, comparatively speaking to what a night that it was supposed to be for Republicans, it was definitely uh, to the tune of a defeat um, I think that there, there absolutely was not this red wave that many people were speculating. Um, there might even, there, there is a chance that the Republicans don't get anything out of this, that they, uh, mm-hmm. that they don't win the House by uh, the slim margin that they would, uh, even if they do. Um, they've already lost the Senate. Uh, a lot of people were surprised uh, about this. Now very much you're seeing this, especially as it uh, devolves into the Trump versus the DeSantis debate for the presidency. Um, Many people are, you know, trying to figure out who exactly is to blame. Um, I I personally, you know, I I think that as much of a shock that it came to a lot of people on the right, I wasn't particularly surprised at the outcome. I mean, I know uh, uh, you'll have to take my word for it, but I've been kind of speculating that it was not going to be as great of a night as many people were speculating it would be. Um, simply because for the fact that, you know, you had this big movement started really in 2016 of, you know, you can't trust the polls, you can't trust the polls. Uh, And, you know, to that tune, a lot of the political polls have been uh, disastrously wrong. Look at, you know, the 2016 election of Trump. Um, Look at Uh, You know, even even the 2020 election, uh, even though he lost that uh, not nearly by the margin that he was predicted to. Mm -hmm. um, And then, you know, now we're just suddenly going to turn around and say, well, no, these polls that are saying that are foretelling this Republican red wave, this Republican victory. These ones are correct because, you know, they're 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 good news. And, you know, I think that a lot of people need to realize that if we're going to discredit uh, any of these polls, we need to discredit them properly and call them out for what they are and what I speculate a lot of these things are are sort of uh, gearing expectations uh, trying to shape not what happens in the election but sort of the sentiment felt after the election um, you know you look at it in uh, in 2016 per, for example uh, everybody talks about now how it's Republicans who think that you know are, uh, are crying about stolen elections but in uh, people were very quick to forget in 2016 it was the democrats on Uh, largely that same tune talking about how uh, about russia collusion russian collusion um, about how trump uh, wasn't the legitimate president and so you know it's very much gearing these expectations that i think people uh, you're starting to see now play out in this blame game uh, for why republicans uh, are trying to figure out why they didn't do so well and uh, a lot of that is Getting the collective Republican finger to point at Trump, and I think mm-hmm. this might be like finally uh, an attempt to finally bury Trump, try to uh, try to extinguish, if you will, the uh, the the MAGA train.
0: Mm-hmm. Just for some specifics, um, I mean, our local area, Michigan, was pretty much a slaughter for the um, for the Democrats. Republicans got killed. Um, Gretchen Whitmer won pretty easily for the governor race over Tudor Dixon. Prop 3, which was a big one that lots of Republicans were really concerned about because, in all honesty, it's a rather scary piece of legislation um, that Democrats claim enshrines Roe v. Wade, and Republicans say does far, far more. Uh, That passed very easily, even though there were many people that said it would be close, if not that it would fail. Um, So all of this is concerning, especially in the state of Michigan. I, myself, as an Ohio resident... Um, And I'm a little less upset. Republicans did quite well in the state of Ohio. J.D. Vance won uh, for Senate by over 250,000 votes. Mike DeWine killed Nan Whaley in the gubernatorial race. Funny enough, Nan Whaley only won three counties in the whole state of Ohio, one of which was not Montgomery County, which holds Dayton, Ohio, the city which she was formerly governor of. Um, And then 10 of our 15 House seats went to Republicans as well. So Ohio did quite well. Pennsylvania, Joe, your, your native land was not so hot i must say yeah, i'm a, i'm a
1: yinzer very very upset that uh, josh shapiro won the governorship by
0: 14.5 long lost cousin of ben shapiro actually many people didn't know it's true um, actually we probably can't say that that's as far as i know that's not true allegedly
1: all. <laughs> allegedly the long lost cousin of, of ben shapiro um but but don't worry don't worry guys okay i have great news i, I have a silver lining coming up okay the libertarian candidate got a whopping one percent of the vote. Okay, this is this is big impressive. news. This is a, a massive uh, gain for I think libertarians who, <laughs> uh, you know, perhaps in a hundred years might actually uh, pose some sort of chance <laughs> in uh, competing at the same level as their uh, Democrat and Republican counterparts. Um, but no, in in, in more, uh, I know we had brought this up uh, kind of at the at the beginning, and uh, it, it's sort of a continuous joke, and I I suspect it will be a joke uh, for the. For the next uh, few years, uh, John Fetterman, uh, <laughs> Fetterman is uh, is now a senator uh, in the United States Congress. And just uh, just to get get you for a feel of of the type of, of genius, the type of man that Fetterman is. Let's uh, why don't we play that that uh, his his uh, victory TikTok? Okay, yeah, yeah, I know, I said victory TikTok, <laughs> but his victory TikTok uh, celebrating his uh, his his win, and just listen to the, some of these wise words that he says.
2: Who will be the next senator? Who could be the crucial 51st vote in Washington? Will it be John Fetterman or uh, TV star Dr. Mehmet Oz? It me!
1: It him, okay? It it's him. him. <laughs> it, it's, not, it's not me. Not me going back to Pennsylvania anytime soon. <laughs> but
0: it, it's him. Not only that, we've got, a, we've got a few more clips. This one actually came from during his campaign. So let me be clear. The, the voters had heard this and apparently elected him anyways
1: the eagles are so much better than the eagles
0: yep that's that's your your new u.s senator
1: can, can we be like honest <laughs> though i feel like i feel like joe biden sent set the precedent to uh for uh, the the new the new uh wave of uh left-wing voting habits to uh I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like they, they've been lied to so many times, so many uh, divisive things being said, so many tricks being played in their ears that I think they're playing it safe. And uh, they might as well elect someone who can barely string together two sentences mm-hmm. so they don't have the, the the ability to lie to them, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Forget about Fetterman for a minute. Um, Republicans always make jokes that Joe Biden's essentially a dead president. But don't worry, because now Democrats have officially elected a literal dead person. Representative Tony DeLuca died a little over a month ago, um, and he was reelected in a landslide in his district because Pennsylvania law doesn't allow candidates to be replaced after the ballots are printed. And you know, Democrats, of course, would rather vote for literally someone who is not alive than ever vote for a Republican.
1: I guarantee you most of his voters were also dead as well.
0: It seems possible. It certainly (laughs) seems possible. Now, Hayden, you're from the great state of Nebraska. Things didn't look too awful out there. Do you have any, any words on that?
2: Um, I, I think it was a good night in Nebraska. The congressional districts were a little bit closer just because there's such a big urban rural divide in Nebraska between mm-hmm. Omaha, Lincoln, and really everywhere else in the state. But we elected a farmer as governor for the first time in decades. <laughs> so I think that's a really good sign. It's good to have someone who's representing our biggest sector uh, in the governor's mansion. But otherwise, I think everything was pretty expected. We passed a proposition to. Um, start voter ID uh, laws in Nebraska. So Nebraska is still conservative as ever. Uh, The red wave was kind of overhyped. But in Nebraska, we held held off Democrats pretty nicely and especially the second congressional district, which is a notoriously uh, very, very close toss up district.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of pessimism about how poorly Republicans are doing, obviously, and most of which is warranted but it's important to remember that there's certainly still plenty of red strongholds around the country what's the what's
1: the nebraska sentiment what's the nebraska take uh for the uh i, th- I think it's going to drum up uh in the next couple of weeks here quite uh uh quite explosively uh this this rivalry between uh trump and desantis that i know the media for example is definitely drumming up but um a, a lot of uh republicans right-wing people uh, i just you know personally know this from my own interactions uh uh, are starting to get militant about uh, what camp they fall into. So, mm-hmm. Hayden, what's, the, what's, what's your Nebraska take on the uh, DeSantis versus uh, Trump fiasco?
2: I, I really think that if President Trump decided to run again, that Nebraskans would go with President Trump just because we have a huge loyalty base there in Nebraska for President Trump. He did a lot of great things in his administration for farmers, and his tax laws really helped farmers and Nebraskans in general. So I think we would go with President Trump. Uh, I probably would just because he's been in office. We've seen what he can do working with you know career politicians, and he he did a great job. But you know obviously, COVID was overhyped, and that's really the only reason he lost re-election. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I think he's quite popular, especially in conservative strongholds like Nebraska. And I mm-hmm. think if President Trump were to run again, Ron DeSantis would have to do some really hard thinking about what his political future is going to be like if he decides to run against President Trump. Uh, absolutely. You could really go into early retirement if he uh, <laughs> if he runs against President Trump, mm. I think.
0: Yeah, like I said, Ohio was certainly a, a red stronghold last week. Um, and that's very much even a, I would go as far as to say a MAGA stronghold. I mean, J.D. Vance, one of the biggest criticisms against him was that he was a uh, endorsed by Trump and a big MAGA guy, as they say. Um, and again, he won by over two, uh, 250,000 votes. Uh, Mike DeWine, the governor, is certainly not so much of that. Well, I mean, you didn't really have
1: anyone else. Like, everybody mm-hmm. on there was either name recognition or nobody. And somehow DeWine got back on the ballot. And, like, it's not like you're going to vote for anybody else, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, I think I think that Nebraska example is very important for, like, the next couple of weeks, especially mm-hmm. leading up to the twenty four twenty four election. I think DeSantis, the popularity behind DeSantis... Is very like sort of your 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 bourgeois intellectual mm-hmm. popularity. A, a lot of people think that it's it's sort of uh, cutting edge. Desantis is this new guy. He's the hip guy. Um, it is it is the the proper more refined uh, conservatism that people are looking for. Um, and then forget places, you know, where like like Ohio, largely like Nebraska, like much of the Midwest, where Trump's massive voting block comes from. And honestly, the Republicans massive voting block comes from, which, you know, are, are these working class people that Holly uh, was talking about when he was saying the Republican Party uh, was basically at its funeral during the midterms. It, it's it's these working class people that didn't feel represented and I don't think will feel represented as well as under Trump, under DeSantis.
0: Yeah, I especially think that's true. Um, Even with like kids on campus at schools, DeSantis is very much like the, like you said, the pristine, the clean cut, um, professional looking choice. Even if a lot of like the policies that he says he supports are really are very similar to Trump's, people would rather um, say that they support DeSantis because he's classier and he's not as as crude as Trump. While we're on the topic of DeSantis, um, if our viewers didn't know, he won our viewers. We don't have viewers. It's a radio show. If our listeners didn't know, Ron DeSantis won the state of Florida by over 20%, over 1.5 million votes, which is a really high margin. And especially surprising was that he won Miami-Dade County, which is an extremely Hispanic county in Florida. And he lost that county in 2018 by over 20 points. Um, So quite a swing. Also, just in general, Hispanics have definitely uh, seemed to be leaning more Republican in the past couple years, which... Is exciting because that's certainly a voting block that they've not been able to break into before well you've been listening to elephants in the room on radio free hillsdale 101.7 FM. Or, or you
1: haven't and you just tuned in and uh, you're you're out of luck because we're
0: leaving some might say that they're actually the lucky ones joe I, who am i to judge but anyways i'm kendall i'm joined by joe and with us this week was mr hayden price thanks for thanks for coming
1: on on the show hayden yeah yeah it was a pleasure <laughs> to have you
2: well on. well yeah yeah. <laughs> just don't be too mean to Ron DeSantis if he decides <laughs> to run okay, <laughs> okay.
0: alright well we hope you tune back in next week this has been Elephants in the Room